Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Good morning, uh, everyone. Welcome to Friday's podcast. I'm here by myself today. This is... Got himself involved in a bunch of other things, and so he's left me to do this by myself. Thankfully, he did not give me a real difficult passage, so I can't be too upset at him. We're reading today from the Gospel of Luke, the 17th chapter, verses 11 through 19. You'll be acquainted with this passage as it deals with the healing of the 10 lepers by Jesus. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered the village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. N.T. Wright, in his discussion of this passage, offered a a question, I think that's maybe a double question that is paramount in this story. Which then is the more surprising, he asked. The fact that one person came back, Mm -hmm. shouted for joy, and fell down at Jesus' feet, or the fact that nine didn't? And that really is the essence of this particular story, isn't it? All 10 are healed. One comes back to say thank you. The other nine do not. We look at the setting of this particular story. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And for uh, several passages now, Jesus has been uh, on his way to Jerusalem and away and then back in what are called the journeying passages. This movement down up to one part of the country and back down again and then up again. And now he has found himself between Samaria and Galilee. When you read this, it sounds as if he's moving uh, east to west. because there's not much there's there's not much difference here in between these two, the, the way this is written, uh, saying that he's uh, passing along between. Uh, there's no between, but Luke, I think, is just trying to get the idea across that that Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem, and we'll see as we as we continue to read through Luke that the tension will mount and grow the closer Jesus gets, because he's going to Jerusalem for the last time, 
He knows exactly why he's going there and what's going to happen when he arises, when he arrives. So he's, um, he is not though taking a leave from his duties to bring healing and peace to people. And so he's encountered as they come to a village. And by the way, it's pretty obvious that Luke is not over he's, he's not overcommitted to geography. He knows a lot about medicine, but he's not a geographer, that's for sure. But uh, he doesn't give us the names of the village and he doesn't really give us the right direction sometimes. But um, this little village has no name. It's not important uh, because nothing is significant about the village except that like a lot of places in uh, Israel at this time, there are a lot of lepers. And these lepers are waiting for Jesus outside the village. They're not allowed in the village, but they're waiting outside and they call out to him with a loud voice. They, they want to make sure that he's, that he's heard. They lift their voices up and they address him, Jesus, Master. And I'm sure as you read this passage, you'll say that's an odd combination. The other synoptic gospels, in their accounts use a lot rabbi or teacher but not master this is a luke this is a luke phrase and so luke has them calling out jesus master at any rate it is telling us that they know that jesus is in charge and that he is more than just a simple man walking across the countryside, and they have no doubt heard of the good things that he has done and how he has healed. And when you have leprosy, such a terrible disease, particularly in the context of that time, uh, when you were barred from any kind of social, uh, social activity with other people, you're not allowed to go into the towns and then had to cover yourself and cry out loud, that you were unclean. You couldn't go see your family. You, you couldn't see your children if you had them or your wife, your brother, sisters, mother, father. You were isolated and the only people you could see were other lepers. And oddly enough, we find that one of these lepers is a Samaritan. Normally, Jews and Samaritans did not spend time together, not socially anyway. And so, we find out one thing about people who have these dreaded diseases, that they forget about the other distinctions. There was no distinction as bad as having leprosy. So they joined and were joined together with people from other parts of the world or from other points of view, whether it be religious views or, or social views. When you had leprosy, that put you in a separate a separate uh, place. And so there is a Samaritan, at least one, and perhaps more. We don't know if they're male and female. That's a possibility as well, because here again, you had leprosy, it didn't matter. And there were 10 of them in this group, and what they wanted was to be healed. And so they called out to Jesus, Master, asking for mercy, which when you have a disease as extreme as Leprosy it was to those people, which just continued to get worse and worse. 
uh, mercy is what you is what you crave. They asked for mercy, and they were healed. Now, Jesus did not say to them, "You're healed." He does not touch them. Uh, he, he does not interact in in any way except go show yourself to the priest. Now, the rule was from Leviticus and Numbers, if you had leprosy and you were cured, you had to go to the priest to him, for him to certify that you were now cured of leprosy before you could rejoin society. And so what Jesus is saying to them in a way is, you are cured, you're healed, go tell, show yourselves to the priest. Now, <clears throat> They may have looked down at their skin and saw that they were still lepers. And this is the big test of faith because as they stood there and saw that they were still lepers, they might have said, well, are, are you going to heal us or not? Because they saw no signs of their healing. But he said to them, go to the priest. And so they knew by that that they were going to be healed and they went. And as they went, that interesting phrase, as they went, they were healed. I don't know if it happened immediately or if it was gradual as they walked along. They, the leprosy slowly disappeared as they walked. But it, anyway, the healing occurred between their seeing Jesus and seeing the priest. At some point along the road, the Samaritan discovers that his leprosy is gone. And he leaves the nine and runs back to find Jesus. And the expression when he comes back, uh, he's praising God with a loud voice. He's praising God with a loud voice. Now he's coming to thank Jesus, but he's praising God with a loud voice, which tells us that he understood that there was a connection between Jesus and God. And I hope all of us keep that in mind. When we think about Jesus, we're thinking about God. Uh, Jesus and God, they're they are the same. And so he comes praising God and thanking uh, Jesus. He falls on his face uh, right at the feet of Jesus, and he thanks Jesus for the cleansing. But he recognizes that the cleansing is from God. And I, I think that's important for all of us to understand. It would be hard, wouldn't it, for any of us to sit down today and make a list of things that are good in our life that are not a result of God's mercy. God's mercy, his love, his forgiveness, his grace, all gifts to us. And everything we have that is dear comes from him. The only thing that we manufacture for ourselves is usually evil. But the good things are the blessings of God. And this man has realized that even though from the Jew point of view, he's no more than a dog. But he is a child of God and created by God. And he recognizes God and whoever you are, Jew, Gentile, whatever race, whatever ethnic group, whichever sex, you are a child of God when you put your faith 
in his son. And so Jesus uh, asked three questions and they're all pretty much rhetorical. He knows the answer and I'm pretty sure he knows that they know the answer, but rhetorical questions are asked to make us think about the right answer to draw that conclusion for ourselves so that we, rather than somebody telling us, we come to the conclusion ourselves. And so his first uh, question was, weren't, weren't there 10 lepers who were cleansed? Now, nobody, in there, nobody there knows the answer to that because the cleansing happened on the road. So you have to accept this on the basis of faith. 10 asks, Jesus told all 10 to go to the priest. Therefore, it's obvious that all 10 were cleansed. So he, he, does, he doesn't expect them to answer the question. He's just asking it for them to remember that there were 10. And, uh, and now there was, only, there was only one. And then he asks the question, uh, where are the other nine? Now, they don't know the answer to that question exactly, but they understand his question is, why aren't the other nine here? What are they doing that they didn't come here? Nobody knows what they were doing. Maybe they went back to their mother and father or back to their wife. Uh, maybe they went back to, uh, to their old job. Maybe they went and had a party and celebrated. We, we don't know where they went, but we know they didn't come back and thank Jesus. That much we do know. And so uh, that was an interesting question. And then the third question was, is no one found who will give praise to God except this one? Now, you know, we really don't know if any of them praise God or not. The indication here is that maybe they didn't. We, we don't know that, but certainly they have not made it public. They've not come back to the place where they should have to make it public. We, we thank the one who has helped us, not someone else. And we don't uh, just tell someone else, we have to tell the one who helped us. And so they haven't come back. And he said, just this foreigner came back. Now, to say that to the Jews, because what he really is saying is, if there were 10 healed and one of them was a Samaritan. Why is it that the Samaritan whom you think doesn't reverence God is the one who came back? Because the Jews had a long history of not thanking God, of not appreciating all the blessings that God had given to them. And then I think we'll close with the last verse in this a particular passage, because he says to him, rise and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. That word rise is very closely associated with the idea of resurrection. And there's been a lot of talk, you know, with Jesus in the past weeks that we've been doing these podcasts about the new life. This man is about to be resurrected, in a sense, to a new life. The life of the leper is gone. He's going to have a totally new life now. He has new skin. He has a new look. 
has a new feeling and he has a new chance. He can go back with his family and now he can go back with the message of Jesus. He can go back with a stronger faith in God. He's been resurrected from that world that we think about as sin and put into a, a new world that we think about as safe. In fact, this verse could very well be translated, your faith has healed you and has, or has saved you. So the way it is translated in the English version, it's made you well, but it could have said, has saved you. Faith saves. Now, bottom line, what do we get from this passage? Well, one of the things we get is that all good and perfect things come from God, and we should be thankful. And maybe we need to take time to sit down and make a list of all the things we ought to be thankful for. And maybe we ought not to be shy about it, because when this man came back, he raised his voice. He came with a loud voice. He was thanking God and praising God with a loud voice. He didn't do it privately. He didn't do it quietly. He made sure everybody knew that God had blessed him. That's something to think about, isn't it? And he came back with gratitude, but he went to be healed because of faith. Without faith, you cannot please God, and you certainly cannot be healed by God without that faith. And finally, we can get from this that when we are faithful, our sins are forgiven and we are saved by the blood of Jesus. Hope you have a good day and enjoy the word. Thank God for your many blessings. Amen.